what's up what's up what's up what's up what's up what's up welcome to the coach vaughn podcast i'm vaughn DiCarlo, aka coach vaughn and coach vaughn is on i can't believe i just i wasn't a twitter beef and let me tell you something i don't do twitter beefs uh, because Twitter beef, so you can't really get your point across in 140 characters. Uh, my account hasn't been extended into the, the what is it, 280, the double amount or whatever yet. Um, not that I really want it to be. I'm, I'm two seconds off of tapping out of social media in general because I'm starting to feel, you know, a little annoyed when people are seeking to twist your words. Um, I have very much good intentions 99.9999999% of the time. I'm not a bad person. I know that I'm righteous in things that I speak. And I pride myself on having a well, well-rounded, empathetic position on pretty much every subject. I'm not going to just take a side, zoom in on what I think, and then not hear the other person out. But sometimes when people have their point of view, they don't want to hear any other side of it. And then their emotions outweigh their logic. And that happened to me when I was talking on Twitter about basically abusing the hashtag Me Too. I, um, I will not justify women that are just jumping on this hashtag me too bandwagon it marginalizes women that are are really assaulted and really raped and and things that happen to women that are not um expected or justified in any kind of way i would never justify rape or victim blame however i do believe that there are women out there taking this cause this epidemic if you will of the hashtag me too the rape culture situation and using it to their own benefit and i'm completely against that i do not believe that it's right to let's say for instance you flirt with a man because you think you can get something from him other than sex for me personally i don't flirt with a man Unless I am interested in him sexually, romantically, intimately, in in, in some kind of way. I don't flirt with a man to get drinks, uh, dinner, gifts, dates, jobs, none of the above. There has never been a man that I have ever been with in my life that was confused about my intimate and romantic and or sexual interest in them. I do not play the flirt game. Now, I will preface what I'm saying with, no, I do not believe that if a a female or if any woman or man or whatever, any person flirts with someone, uh, that they deserve to be raped. That is excessive and ridiculous and I would never have that point of view. However, I will say, ladies, you have to be accountable accountable for situations where let's say the the situation is that you flirt to get a job and let's say you're very successful at getting that job 
not just on your resume or your talents or your merit, but you know you propped them titties right up in his face. Now you have the job and you want to go to human resources when he says hello and stares at your boobs. That is what I am defending. As women, we have to do better on that end. Now, yes, you can flirt with someone and then discover something about them that you don't like and you no longer want to flirt with them anymore. And in that case, um, you then have to make it clear to that man and or woman or person that you no longer have an intimate or romantic interest in them. But you know damn well if you flirted with that man to get that job and then switched up on him. And that is what I'm against. Let's not act as if that does not exist. And I just feel like right now in this very tense climate of rape, hashtag me too, hashtag me too, hashtag me too, that I'm afraid some of the really serious stories and moments are being overshadowed and almost cartoon is almost becoming cartoonish in a sense that everyone's just hopping on this bandwagon oh he he brushed up against me and said hello hashtag me too he sent me a a drooly face emoji hashtag me too he said hello can i take you out to dinner hashtag me too i'm i don't know about you guys but i am seeing that out excuse me out in the social media world and that nothing more do not add anything else to my words that is what i am against yes i am a woman so i am on our side but that does not make me anti-man i'm not anti-man i love and adore men i think they're great creatures i think we as women are great creatures I'm not going to beat down a man that a woman has purposely confused. Again, I do not believe that that justifies rape. And if you want to say that that is what I'm saying, then you, like this person who um, basically attacked me on Twitter and had her followers attack me as well, you're just looking for a fight. You're not looking for any um, rational discussions about it this needs to be an open discussion this is not a fight this is not something that um i need to be attacked over this is something as women we we do need to sit down and discuss what are the lines are you really drawing the line are you purposely flirting with intent to get something other than sex from a man and if you are be accountable for that Again, I'll keep repeating it so that there's no soundbite mistakes. And if you, if you, if anyone cuts this up and purposely tries to put me out there like that, then you're a monster and you're part of the problem. But no, none of that justifies taking of the vagina. No is no. Absolutely no is no. But where do you draw the line as a woman? What game are you playing? I hope I'm making myself very clear um, as to what I'm talking about because I don't want I don't want to be misunderstood. It's very important to me 
in this particular issue not to be misunderstood because I, I think when it comes to assault, rape, child molestation, not just of women, of men too, of all people, people who are violated, it's very serious. It's very serious. And I don't take it lightly for very personal and serious reasons. So for the climate to almost take this hashtag me too and make it cartoonish and switch it around and, and people are like, they're, they're exploiting it. Some of the things that I'm seeing, I feel like they're exploiting it for, for popular gain, to sell books to sell seminars, to profit. And I I find that disgusting. And I find it disgusting for people who, you know, are just looking for a fight and not looking to really have a discussion about it and really be fair on both sides and look for the truth on both sides. Every man who says hello to a woman, um, while it may be annoying, um, say the catcalling thing, uh, is disgusting. Absolutely. Um, that does not make them rapists. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that's all I'm saying. Let's have very, very clear lines drawn as to what is rape and what isn't rape. And let's give people their fair moments in it. Now, I wasn't there for anyone's assaults. I was only there for mine. No one, no one can tell you how to feel. No one can tell you how to think. But when the lights go out at night and it's just you and God in a room or just you looking in the mirror, whoever your higher power is. And I I don't know what to speak to in terms of atheists, but I believe in a higher, higher power. So in terms of a higher power, when it's just you in a room by yourself, you know your truth, whether you want to speak it or not. And I will say this very confidently. My hands are clean in terms of doing the right thing and speaking on the right thing and being fair to people and not just automatically going on attack. Never victim blaming. Never, ever, ever victim blaming. Never. But also being very accountable being very accountable. And I know people would want to just dig into the idea of, oh, so you're saying the way I dress means someone could grab your boobs or, or ass. No. I dress, I'm a very voluptuous, quote unquote, sexy, curvaceous woman. I don't hide my curves. On a daily basis, I walk out how I walk out. That does not mean I'm looking for unwanted attention. I dress for me. I dress in what I feel good in. I like being attractive and sexy. I don't think it's anything wrong with it. If someone reaches out and touches me, that's a problem. I'm not dressed for you. I'm dressed for me. And unless I invite you into my personal space, stay out of it. Simple as that. However, if I stand in your face... And I'm flirting with you because I want a drink or something or whatever women do to get whatever they want out of a man. And I'm, I'm, I'm touching you and I'm kissing you, but you know, or kissing you on your cheek or whatever. But if you do that to me, 
I'm hashtag me too. But I could do that to you, but you can't do that to me or I'm hashtag me too. I'm just saying, let's have a discussion about that. And, you know, I thought it was pretty disgusting that the person who tried to have her Twitter following attack me on Twitter, this person knows me personally. So she misinterpreted what I I posted. Uh, She could have just called me or, or, or text me or whatever. She was looking to put me out there, looking for a fight, which I, I find disgusting. And, and that is exploitive. That's exploiting the situation right there and there. She wasn't looking for answers. I, I responded several times saying, hey, I wasn't talking about assault or ra- a rape with these comments. I was simply saying, if you flirt to get a job <laughs> and you're, you're putting out sexual energy to get something from a man other than sex, then you shouldn't be shocked if he responds by being sexual back towards you. Not raping you, of course, that's that's fucking dumb. Who says that? Oh, if you flirt with a guy, it's okay for him to rape you. That's fucking dumb. And the fact that this person knows me personally, (laughs) she knows that that's not what I meant. So she wanted to exploit the situation for her own argumentative game. So, you know, the mentions were just blowing up and blowing up. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to delete it. Not because I don't stand by what I say, but I'm going to delete it so people can't see it and keep misinterpreting what I'm saying and arguing with me and calling me all kinds of dumb bitches and blah, blah, blah. So I just moved on from it because what I don't do is have Twitter beefs. I don't, I don't do that. I'm a mature, rational, logical adult who happens to be a woman and if I wanted to, you know, go into it, I, I have plenty of me too stories that I don't need to exploit. I've been around, guys. I've been around plenty. <laughs> and I, I, um, I may, I dare to say I could have been further in Hollywood if I played the game. But I draw lines. I actually believe I'm going to get to where I'm going based on my skills (laughs) go figure Um, that may or may not happen but I'm going to get as far as God wants me to get and be as righteous as I can be along my way and um, do my thing you know I've been with you know every level of a man financially I've been with millionaires I've been with broke guys and everywhere in between I've been with um highly influential men, uh, legendary men, if you will. What I've never done is use men to get something. I've only been with men that I wanted to be with. Go figure. I guess I've been using my vagina wrong this whole time. Thanks, mom. Thanks for the integrity. But yeah, um, just wanted to dig into that for a little bit. And this past week, I've the games, oh my God. So the Knicks beat the Cavs the same night, last night, as I'm, you know, getting beat up on Twitter for someone twisting my freaking words around. Um, and, and one last thing I want to say about that is, with my third eye, with my rational third eye, I can see reading back, if you don't know me, 
I can see how you can misinterpret what I was saying and might look at it like, oh, she's justifying rape. I can see that if you don't know me. I have almost 17,000 followers on Twitter. When I posted what I said, no one attacked me. You know why? Because my followers, they know what I meant. They knew the context. The female who set me up and started tweeting this stuff out of context to her following who does not know me knows that I would have been attacked because it was taken out of context and these people don't know me. So to be fair to the people that attacked me, I get it. I get it. But let's say hypothetically she would have gave me a phone call and said, hey, um, the way I'm reading your tweets, it sounds to me like you're saying... You're like you're justifying like I know you and I know you wouldn't be justifying this. So like I'm maybe you might want to take that down or repost it um, because I, I know you and you're probably thinking you're being very clear. But to someone who doesn't know you, this may look bad in their eyes. This may be taken out of context easily instead of calling me and saying that she participated in taking it out of context, which is pretty disgusting. Um, she's not down for the cause. She's down for an argument and a Twitter beef. And if you just look at her timeline, that's what she does all day, every day, is just find things to argue and, and, and have Twitter beef about. And I don't do that. That's not my lane. Um, so I tapped out of that. You don't argue with fools just looking for a fight. I'm here for the people who want the truth that is interested in hearing honesty. And you know what? If I'm wrong, I'll hit you with the, okay, I get it. I'm wrong. But people, you know, who aren't looking for a rational conversation, a logical conversation, a conversation where you could go, yeah, I could see how, you know, I could do better at being accountable for this, that, or the third, or, you know, people who aren't looking for the truth within themselves, damn sure ain't looking for the truth within you. So I tap out of that real quick, like, oh, okay, I see what this is. You're not going to exploit me and take what I'm saying out of context. I'm out. But I was watching that Knicks game. Look, I fell asleep on 90% of the basketball games I watched this week, which is so sad. Um, It's really cool, though. The Knicks beat the Cavs, but I feel so indifferent about it. Like, what the, what's, what? The Knicks beat the Cavs? And not by like a couple of points, by a lot. I don't I don't have the score in front of me because I, I just wanted to, you know, speak my piece on the whole hashtag me too epidemic situation, but um <laughs> and and being Twitter attacked. Um, which is disgusting for I yeah, I, I keep going back to it, but it bothers me. Like the, we live in a dangerous world, right? And people do dangerous things. In some of these attacks, people were threatening me. You ain't down for me. You're not cool with me. If you're setting me up to be attacked by people that may take it further than Twitter. Talking about attacking. It's disgusting. And, and you know, comedians are vulnerable people. You know, we're easy to find. We're in comedy clubs. Standing on stages trying to make people laugh, trying to speak our truth. And, you know, when you get people on attack by taking something out of context, it's a dangerous, dangerous thing. 
and that that just shows your your true colors of who you are not just to me as an associate and buddy um but just in general it's disgusting like I've had moments with people where I was upset with them and I could I could people attack me on Twitter and say stuff all the time about a lot of different things or things happen to me you know out in these comedy streets that I could speak on a lot a lot of dark things but you know I hashtag stay in a light I I don't post things that could get people attacked by my following why because it's dangerous and I'm an adult and we could work it out one-on-one right let's go one-on-one shoot your shot I'll shoot my shot Let's see, you know, let's talk it out like adults. Adults. Everybody's living in this alt-reality world. Nobody knows what the truth is anyway. Everybody has their alternative facts, and they want to sweep me up in their fake news, and it's not going to happen. I'm not going to let it happen. Got me out here uh, falling asleep on, on games. Like, why is the NBA boring right now? I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's just me, but I don't every game I watched this week, I would say except that Lakers versus the Wizards game. Oh my god, that was an exciting game. That was the best game I watched this week. I was happy to see um Lonzo Ball out there balling. Uh I love me some John Wall. Don't get it twisted. I really really respect John Wall. But it's always good to see that that underdog rookie getting his groove on. It was very exciting. Then they went into overtime. The Lakers was not having it. The Lakers was not having it. That was a very exciting game. And then I saw um saw something on MSG tonight with uh LeVar Ball and all three of his sons and they were talking about sneakers and and his shoes and stuff and I don't care if you think he's cartoonish and a clown and loud and all of that I really dig what he's doing with the big baller brand and just like he said you know that that Zoe shoe that's that's a movement it's a statement it makes a point you know he did that independently they they put that price tag on there themselves and like he said it doesn't matter if he sells a million shoes or not it's a statement. He made a statement and it's a big statement and I'm I'm there for it. I mean, I ain't buy the shoes. My pockets ain't that deep. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out where I put my orange and blue LeBrons that I bought like 3 or 4 years ago um that were a couple hundred dollars that I was going to ride out to the wheels fell off of them bitches. <laughs> and when I moved, I cannot find them. I'm really hurt because I I could only buy a pair of two three hundred dollar sneakers like every five six years it's like <laughs> my budget I have a comedian's budget you know I have to spread my money as far as it will go um and live very humbly so I could be out on these comedy streets uh doing my thing and progressing in my career and and trying to inspire people by doing the right thing and and speaking the truth and making you laugh as much as I can um 
But yeah, it was very interesting. So the Knicks and the Nets played, and I definitely fell asleep on that game. Um, what other games were there? I know the um, I missed Boogie drop his. What did he drop? Like forty one on his first um first time back playing his old team who played him out. I missed that game, but I saw the highlights, and I know he he uh he dropped it on him as he should. Man, I was sad when they let go of him. They want these players to be loyal so loyal to their teams to the point where, you know, I always bring up how they burn LeBron James jerseys. But then where's all the uproar when when the teams and the owners play these players out? They got rid of Boogie Cousins like he was garbage. And he's done a lot. And he was, I saw that big ass grown ass man crying. He didn't even know. They were basically like, yo, my man, uh, you ain't even got to get on this plane. You ain't on this team no more. Like, they straight played him out like he wasn't nothing to that team. And he he was choked up in tears. Like, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't know. I'm still going to do what I do for the community and the kids in this town. And, you know, it was sad. It was sad. Where's the uproar for that? You know? As much as I miss Mello, hoodie Mello, uh, and I didn't want him to leave, but I understand it. I 100% understand it. I'm on hoodie Mello's side in that aspect. Even though J.R. Smith, you know, he said, you know, hoodie Swish said, look, look here, hoodie Mello. I started the hoodie thing. <laughs> All in good fun. Love J.R. Smith. Speaking of J.R. Smith, uh, at first, they put him on the bench and was like, okay, you're going to come off the bench for Wade. Wade is here now. And at first, I was like, no, you know, J.R. Smith got his starting due. You know, he got a ring. Come on. Don't do that. But then I thought about it and I was like, well, he was sixth man of the year with the Knicks for a reason. You know what I'm saying? He was sixth man of the year for a reason. So this might be a good call. Then, <laughs> Wade, I guess it wasn't working out, and Wade said, look here, let me come off the bench. Let J.R. Smith start. I think I'm messing up the chemistry here. Then Derrick Rose goes out and is hurt, and LeBron James has to play in the point guard position for the first time since, uh, what did they say, 2007? or I, Wait, I don't know. I forget the year. Um, and again, I don't have my notes in front of me. I can't remember numbers. I'm all passion, no stats. We know that. But it's been a long time since LeBron James had to, you know, play point guard position. And so now, King James is at the point. Yikes. Yikes. Cut to tonight, or last night, and um, the Knicks beat the Cavs. But Derrick Rose was back. Um, Derrick Rose is always hurt. Always hurt. God bless his knees. Jesus Christ, take the will of his knees. Uh, get Isaiah Thomas healed up, man. I don't... It's scary, you know, because I'm a Knicks fan, and I keep saying the Knicks are a mute point, but they're they're all right. It's just I'm I'm done getting my hopes up. I'm done fighting 
you know, swinging and fighting and swinging and fighting and be like, oh, God, I sound crazy and irrational. <laughs> Let's go next. Oh, my goodness. But, um, yeah, what's going to happen with the Cavs? I don't know, man. They're a little, they're a mess right now. Um, but not tapping out of the Cavs. You know, LeBron knows how to, if anybody knows how to reel it in and get things together and in order and in line, it's LeBron James. So I'm a, my money is still with the King, at least in the East. Um, I don't know what's going on in the West. Uh, yikesy, yikesy, y'all. I want the King to have another ring. I really do. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. Um... But yeah, I I just don't want to tap out of basketball all the way. <laughs> like, oh my God, I don't want to become one of those people that only watch during the playoffs and the finals. I always like side eye people who do that. Like, oh, you're not a real fan. You can't, you have, you, you have no dog in this fight. If you start watching basketball during the playoffs and the finals, then you, you, I can't have a conversation with you. That's usually my argument, but I'm starting to feel like, oh my God, I want to tap out. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about was, um, the comment of the NFL, uh, owner, God, what was it? I need my notes. Y'all. I'm sorry, but y'all know what I'm talking about. He said, uh, you can't let the prisoners run the inmates. I mean, Jesus, the inmates run the prison. Uh, talking about NFL players and the whole take the niece um, national anthem situation. Look here. That, I love Draymond Green's response to that. Um, where he was saying, look, I, I've i never done anything to be an enemy. You know, these guys who play in the NFL who were called sons of bitches, now they're inmates. Um, inmates are in jail. Um, they're not giving a million dollars to charity like Colin Kaepernick. Um, they're not doing community work and giving money back into their communities um, like these NFL players do. Um, everything that he said, I was like, yes. Yes, Draymond, yes. There we go. And then the, <laughs> the next day, he gets into a all-out brawl. <laughs> with, was it Bradley Beal? Oh my God! His his jersey was all ripped up. Draymond Green has no chill. Now I'm not saying that this makes him an inmate at all, but it's just funny to me that it's like, um, yeah, nothing, nothing like an inmate. <laughs> no inmate action there. Oh. It's just something that I could see from the outside looking in like, oh, Draymond Green just made all these comments about inmates and how athletes, da-da-da-da-da. But now look at him. He's in an all-out brawl in the middle of a game. It wasn't his fault, though. He got hit. He got hit, and he got hit wrongfully in the face. Like, damn, really? Um, So he was defending himself. He was protecting himself. Um, but these Nike jerseys are trash. They the new Yeezys dis- distress, all cut up and ripped. Like they they definitely got Kanye West um, to design these cheap ass <laughs> jerseys that keep ripping. Like they're ripped all over. What's what's up, Nike? 
What's going on? Oh my God. That was so funny to me. God bless them though. Um, I think it's disgusting. Those inmate comments. They're absolutely disgusting. It's so much stuff that's going on. That's utterly ridiculous and, and disgusting. And people are just so reckless, especially on social media. It's, I damn near want to tap out just because it's like, y'all don't deserve, some people don't deserve my presence. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, I don't know you. You don't know me. You, you feel like social media is your personal way of texting me. Like I said, I I get trolled a lot. I just don't speak on it all the time. And I'm not going to go into details as to what I I'm usually trolled about because I don't want to spark a whole nother conversation in that direction. But, you know, in terms of running the name and likeness of Patrice O'Neill and, and being in charge of that legacy and, and all of those things, I will say, you know, I understand, you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown and you got to take the good with the bad. But as we approach his, you know, death date, people find that this is a great time to troll me, you know, the, the negative trollers and say negative things. And it's egregious. And I remember one of the biggest issues that he had with social media and why he hated it so much is that, you know, there's no separation. Like you shouldn't have direct contact with me. And be able to just say anything. But people do. And but you know what's funny is they these cowards, a lot of these cowards, they'll say it behind an egg. Like people literally create accounts just to say some evil shit to you and and, and then tap out. They're not saying it from their real account. Or they'll hide behind a cartoon uh avatar picture or they'll they'll hide behind little puppy, you know, it's like, really? Every once in a while, you you do get the, the people that don't hide behind anything or that do know you to just be wowing out. And people see an opportunity in social media to become viral or, or you know, get retweeted and, and get people arguing and stirring up shit. And I think it's disgusting. It's utterly disgusting. And there's plenty of people I could have done the same thing to. But guess what? I didn't. Call back to my mom. Thank you for the integrity. I do my best. You know, I take deep breaths and I'm like, every day I'm like, Beyonce, not Solange. Beyonce, not Solange. (laughs) In terms of, um, just to clarify what I mean, because I think Solange is great and I don't want people to go in on that. But when I'm taking that deep breath and I'm like, Beyonce, not Solange, Beyonce, not Solange, Beyonce, not Solange. What I mean is, you know, Beyonce is, you know, always be gracious, smile, you know, best revenge is your paper, being successful, just smile, you know, don't answer, ignore. Solange is like, let me take the elevator down on this biatch. <laughs> I have my moments, y'all. You know, I'm what I'm what I call refined ghetto. I am from a small steel town outside of Pittsburgh called Clareton, Pennsylvania, where I was raised in the projects. 
And as they say, you could take the you could take the girl out the projects. You can't take the projects out the girl. And I guess that's true to an extent, but I, I work on myself as being a you know, I pride myself as much as I can in in being a a, a person that is always growing and always trying to do the right thing by people. I love people. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Even if I don't agree with you, I see your soul. I see you as a human being. You may be hurt. That's why you're lashing out at me. I forgive you because you know not what you do. And that goes for all my trollers, including the one that knows me personally, that put me out there to exploit me for her own personal gain with her followers to stir up an argument and take what I said out of context. It's sad, but what's even more sad is all you have to do is look at her timeline and just see how miserable she is. She is constantly fighting and arguing and you know, that must be a miserable place to be in. And I'm just not in that place. Not at all. I have my issues. I have my troubles. But I don't talk about them. You go look at my social media and my Instagram, my Twitter, and think that everything is all good all the time. But I'm here to let you know it ain't. I have my, my, my struggles every single day in my personal life. All you have to do is look at the facts single six years if you don't know my story uh listen back to a few other podcasts i'm not gonna go into it now i'm gonna wrap this up soon i'm a mother you know i'm a mother of a a teenage girl shout out to all the mothers of teenagers out there that moved into adulthood and and is is living that emptiness life and and trying to figure out how to have a good relationship and and still help your daughter in this world when she's branching off and separating and making her own decisions and and maybe anti-mom in finding her own identity career struggles every time i get on that stage That's where I have my peace of mind. But it's also where I'm also under attack. And I'm not claiming victim, none of that. But I know what's being said out there. I'm not out there in these comedy streets just getting favors. There's no favors in stage time, guys. There's no favors. You earn your spot in this game. You earn your spot. And as a woman, it's just automatically tougher. Just as a woman in comedy, you know, women aren't funny, you know. I'm fighting that, the stereotype of women not being funny. And then on top of that, I'm a black woman, you know, so there's stereotypes within that. And then on top of that, I'm a quote-unquote sexy, curvaceous woman. Pretty women can't be funny. Oh, she doesn't look like she could blah, 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 blah. Then on top of that, I'm the widow of a very well-respected, legendary comedian who people consider genius. 
So if I'm out here in these streets making it look easy, kudos to me, I guess. Thank you, God, for the strength that you have bestowed upon me. Um, I'm not looking for any applause for what I'm doing, but I'm also wanting to make very clear that I can complain on social media. I could call people out for some of the things that they have said and did. I could do all that. But I'm staying very focused on what is real and righteous to me. I am staying in that light. It's about the love of, you know, comedy and basketball, (laughs) y'all. Comedy and basketball. That's where I, I have my peace of mind. That's where I am walking in my grace when I'm doing stand-up comedy. You know, I enjoy basketball. I enjoy doing this podcast. I enjoy watching games. But my God's grace is stand-up. And I love the process of every aspect of it. I love that I am... I was given the strength, you know by way of my mother through God and the courage and the strength to actually be out here and doing this. But don't think that there aren't a lot of obstacles and walls and things up against me just because I'm not out here complaining about it publicly. I'm trying to be an example to my daughter at the end of the day. I want to be a good example to her. I want to be a good example for women. I want to be a good example for men. I want to be a good example for people in general. You know, just in general. And with that being said, I want you all to have a lovely day. We didn't get too deep into um, the games this week, but I I do want you guys to understand the people that are listening to this podcast. Yes, it's a podcast grounded in sports and the NBA and basketball. But, you know, there's very, very many aspects of this podcast podcast that I want to explore there's you know the the sports aspect always we're always going to chat it up about the games um but there's relationships and and love and pop culture and and current events and things that are going on in the world in in my world in comedy you know I'm I'm working on getting um a, a few guests to come through and when guests come through they are going to be um there or here with me to chop it up about sports and comedy and relationships if they want to take it there. So that's what the podcast is. Um, we're still, I'm, I'm still early in my development, but I don't want people to tune in to the podcast and be disappointed that it's not all sports. And I don't want people to tune in um, and be disappointed that it, that it is all sports. There's many different aspects of me and um, I want to utilize this platform to give you all of me. And I want to say a very special uh, shout out to Keith Robinson, who I will, um, I believe I'm with in November, um, opening up for him at the Valley Forge Casino. But I do want to say uh, thank you to him because when this whole Twitter thing happened, you know, I, I gave him a call and we were, we were talking on the phone about, you know, certain things and, and he gave me some clarity on some stuff. So it's, it's good to have good people in your life that, that you know, will, will talk to you and you're like, yo, what's going on? You know, and I, I have a few people in my life that are, are, you know, that do know 
you know, what's going on that do get the context of what I say and do know, you know, how to go, hey, you know, you can handle this, you know. So when when this whole Twitter thing, when I was being attacked on Twitter, you know, I I, I was I was talking to Keith and and we we talked about you know how how people are just looking for fights and not really looking to hear what I'm really saying in that. And it's like, all right, I get it. You know that calmed me down a lot because I'm like, yo this is crazy. Like I'm clearly saying that that's not what I'm saying, but everyone's going on attack of what I'm not saying. Like what, what? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we were on the phone and we, we, we kind of laughed through that and, um, the end, but yeah, check me out online. Make sure you're, you know, passing this podcast along if you are enjoying what I am doing and if you want to grow with me bring your friends along who you think might be interested I'm on iTunes and Stitcher and the Misfits Network and Laughable and uh, SoundCloud Uh, you could go to my website coachvonpodcast.com and just listen there you know plenty of uh, places to listen I definitely appreciate your support. Shout out to Mario the Poet. I think that's your name on Twitter. I might have it wrong. I hope not. Um, He's like number one fan of the show. (laughs) He's always tweeting about it and retweeting it and talking about it. And I love that, you know, fans that are really into it and helping to grow with me. That's awesome. Uh, Spread the word about the Coach Vaughn podcast. I think it's dope. Um, to have people that understand and listen. Uh, and like I had told Keith when we were on the phone, this is crazy because I tweeted this out way earlier in the day and I have like, what, 17,000 followers? Uh, no one attacked me. You know why? Because they get me and they get my contacts. You, <laughs> this chick put me up against uh, her thousands of followers, followers that don't get me, took it out of context and then watched me get eaten by wolves for something that she knew she took out of context. Child, please. Anyway, it's been nice grooving with you. Um, and I appreciate you guys listening. I had fun. Hopefully this week in basketball is better. You know, I, I liked, I watched so many games. I want more games to be exciting than just one. One game, y'all, and it was the Lakers? The Lakers? Come on, don't do this to me, y'all. Don't do this to me, y'all. But I'm out here in these comedy streets doing my thing, and a lot of time the games are on when I am on stage and doing my thing. So I, I am missing a lot of games, but comedy first. It is what it is. Um, I catch what I can, and then we'll chop it up here. Um, make sure you follow me on Station Head. I will go live, and we could talk. I'll take phone calls, and we could talk about the games or or the hashtag Me Too or whatever you want to talk about. If you want to have some logical, rational conversations with me, follow me on Station Head, and I will tweet it out when I am going live. And I hope that I catch you on my station. Um, when I am not live, you can listen to my playlist. It's a mix of music from like 90s R&B and hip hop to, uh, you know, rock. And, and it's an eclectic, 
a very eclectic taste in music, but I'm a hip-hop, you know, generation. I grew up in a hip-hop generation, so it's uh, hip-hop first, but I, I love all music, and there's a very good mix on that station, and I hope that you tune into that, and you, if you want to talk about, you know, music when you call in, we could do that too. But for now, this is a wrap. I love you for listening. Coach Vaughn, out.